Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how are you all doing? It is your man, Dog Chocolates with Bulls and Queens coming at you with another awesome special episode of the Bulls and Queens Swinger podcast. So before we get started, I know we like to have fun and like to get kinky and like to get a little bit childish and immature from time to time on this uh, podcast channel, but I'd be amiss if I didn't bring up what's going on in the world current event wise. And so as I record this, as you guys and ladies know that Russia has invaded Ukraine and there's a lot of atrocities going and a lot of pain and suffering that is going on around the world. And it's very beautiful to see people coming together against a common enemy and uh, I don't like to get political I'm not that guy but definitely I would totally be amiss if I didn't bring it up and so what I want to do is just use my platform and just let everybody know who I have a blessing of listening to this podcast to just send your prayers out and your good vibes out to the people of Ukraine, to the government, to their military, to their safekeeping and all of that. And whatever you can do to make a difference, no matter how little it is, uh, do it. And I know one thing that that's just even a minute thing to do is I, honestly, I don't care if gas hits $10 a gallon. You know, if we have to do a if we have to cease uh, shipping oil and gas, petroleum, whatnot from Russia uh, in order to make just a slight difference in the their war effort talking about Ukraine, then, hey, I'm willing to pay 10, 20 dollars a gallon. So um, I saw a post earlier on Twitter this week where it said that, hey, yeah, we're paying higher prices at the gas stations out here in American heck hell all across the world. But at least we have a safe place to put our heads at night. Right. And so and many of our Ukrainian brothers and sisters don't have that same luxury. So keep that in mind as you go about your day to day activities and uh, keep them in your prayer. And uh, if you are listening to this and you are in Ukraine, uh, God bless you. That's what I will say. So and the whole world is here for you. That being said, we're going to move into this week's episode and we will introduce them after the intro. You are now listening to the Bulls and Queens podcast, where we have sexy fun exploring the lifestyle and swinging exploits of black bulls, queens of spades, cuckold fantasies, open relationships, seductive interracial encounters, and other kinky shenanigans that are sure to get you off in a very good way. So get ready, ladies. And make sure you take notes, gentlemen, because here is your host, that super sexy 
bold black man candy. Dark chocolate. Hello, everybody. It is your man, Doc Chocolates, with the Bulls and Queens podcast. And I'm pretty sure you guys already know who the hell I am because you're listening to this. But in case you didn't know, I'm Doc Chocolate, and I am kind of chocolate colored and all that stuff. But hey, thank you for coming on the podcast. And we have ourselves a special couple who are my guests. And I'm very, very glad to have them on board. I am actually going to introduce them here in a moment. And I'm actually going to do something different. I'm going to have them introduce themselves after I give a short intro to them. But before we get started, ladies and gents, I would like for you to do a few things. I would like for you to, number one, leave a brother a review on Apple Podcasts. I will love you to death. I will do dirty things for you and to you. And maybe, I guess I'm recording this, so they're probably going to hold me to this. Um, I'll do semi-dirty things to you, depending on how I feel about you. But leave me a five-star review if you love me. If you hate my bald ass, then don't leave me a review. If you love beards, leave a five-star review because... uh, the male half of the couple, he has a fucking awesome beard and it's very freaking awesome. You just got, got to take my word for it. Okay. Cause this is this audio, obviously. Um, also go ahead and subscribe to the blog at bullsandqueens.com. Get yourself a free copy of my lifestyle survival guide for bulls, queens, and cucks. You will totally love it. If you don't love it, I will refund you every single cent that you pay for it, which was nothing. You do the math. That being said, I have the awesome, the beautiful, the lovely couple of Mistress Tatiana and Hopeful Cup. And I met these two charming and awesome, beautiful individuals on Twitter. So those of you guys and ladies that follow me know that I like to play on Twitter. Twitter is my playground. And this couple, they are so, so very unique and they're beautiful. They are lovely. They are literally evangelists for the cuckolding lifestyle. And so they are have been doing it for a very, very short time. And obviously I'm joking about that. I'm going to let them delve deeper into how many years they've been in this. But they have this beautiful relationship where uh, Mistress Tatiana, she is the queen to Hopeful Cuck, which all women should be queens to their, their husband. I'm just saying. But he pretty much worships the ground that she walks on, which I love. And Mistress Tatiana is just a sexy lady with sexy lips and i may have gotten a little bit thirsty for her lips on uh twitter but we won't talk about that and their basic mission you guys in this space is they want to be positive role models for those people those men those women that are pretty much investigating the lifestyle and they want to learn more about the cuckolding lifestyle and whether it's for them or not. 
So that being said, everybody give yourselves a hand for uh, Mr. Satiana and Hopeful Cub. Hey, Opal Cook's back there doing that Jerry Springer's rock, 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 rock. Yes. Oh, that was Arsenio. Yes, you're right. You're right. Arsenio Hall. Man, Hopeful Cook, you more black than I am. (laughs) (laughs) See? Not where it counts, brother. So, in your own words, uh, Tatiana and Hopeful, Tell me all about yourselves. Like, how did two awesome people from the East Coast get into this crazy lifestyle? I blame Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just blame it on Twitter. <laughs> um, so we had been married three years and, you know, we were best friends. We loved everything about each other. Like, we worked in so many great ways. We couldn't figure out the sex. Um, I was trying to be someone who I wasn't really, and he was trying to be someone who he wasn't really, and we just couldn't figure out how to communicate and do it the right way. And so he came to me um, with this fantasy, and we had a a very long conversation about it. And um, we said- The conversation was really weeks. It was, yeah, it, but it, it opened up that communication, having him come to me with that, opened up that communication. And we finally realized like, you know, this part isn't broken. We were at the point that I, I thought that we were going to end up getting divorced. It was that bad, you know, because we, we ended up um, not communicating in other ways because we were both so resentful about not being able to figure that out. So um, we started talking weeks and weeks and, um, then it's, you know, we got on Twitter and we, we, uh, built a community there, um, found people there in lifestyle and, um, found out that, you know, maybe it's not just a whim thing, that it's not something you just see in porn, that people are out there, real people, just like us doing real things and having real lives and, you know, just enjoying themselves in this way on the side. And it, our dynamic is just built from there. Do you think that you two jumping onto Twitter and seeing that there were other people that were just like you, do you think that was like a huge catalyst for your relationship pretty much just getting mended? I a hundred percent do. It was um, for me, it was completely on a whim to create that account. And it was just, I was bored one day and um, I created the account and I texted him and said, Hey, just for fun, this is what I did. And so then he created his account, but I think more than anything, especially for him, finding a community of a, of a fantasy that he thought like, you know, he was like a 1% of male population who, who had this and he wasn't weird or, or wasn't, you know, going to be shunned or whatever to find this community on Twitter, which led to finding other people out there um, really, really gave us confidence and gave us, you know, a a community. Well, Twitter reminded us beyond everything else that the, that sex is just normal. Everybody wants to have sex. It's not a want. It's not a desire. It's a goddamn need. It is a need. And we all want to be seen sexually. And There's nothing wrong with being a dominant female, and there's nothing wrong with being a submissive male. 
it's all about getting getting your rocks off. It's all about being happy, period. And whoever you are as a sexual being, that is irrelevant to who you are as a total being, unless who you are as a sexual being isn't being fed. If who you are as a sexual being isn't being fed, then who you are as a total being is going to be different than who it should be. When you're being fed sexually, then you get to live your your truth. You get to be who you are. That's the thing with sex uh, that I found, because I don't think that any of us, Tatiana and Hopeful, I don't think that any of us ever just arrive, right? Where, you know, we're just like this big guru and we just know everything. And there's still things that I'm learning. And I think that we're all in this lifestyle to evolve. And even being in the lifestyle, that's a niche in itself where your regular vanilla uh, community out there, population is going to look at us as maybe quote unquote weird, right? And even within the lifestyle community, you have cuckolding, which is in itself its own niche. And what I've learned personally, I'm just speaking for myself, is that nothing is weird when it comes to this. Uh, Like you said, hopeful, sex is normal. And there's different ways that people want to do it. There's nothing wrong with a woman being dominant. And it's just, do we agree to do it? Is this what gets us off? Is this what our fantasy is, right? And as long as you're not harming anybody, right, either sexually or physically or mentally, why the hell not? Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Consent is everything. Consent is everything. Tatiana and I talk about this all the time, about the yin and the yang, about being, we we have a symbiotic relationship. We have this this ever-growing circle of love. And what it what it basically boils down to is she gets to be as dominant as she can be because I get to be as submissive as I can be. And we feed off each other. It's a, it's a, it's a relationship of growth. She grows in her dominance. I grow in my submissiveness and together we grow as a couple. It, it's really a spectacular, it's an amazing relationship container. Do you feel like, because the vibe I'm getting, right, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get old school with this, all right? So the vibe I'm getting is Beyonce Knowles, right? So, <laughs> you know, you got Beyonce Knowles, this beautiful lady, right? But she's a bit meek, and she's uh, kind of quiet a little bit, and, you know, a church girl. But then she got her alter ego, which is Sasha Spears. I think that's her name, right? Sasha Fierce, where you, when it's showtime, you know, she's out there, she's shaking her ass, she's whipping her hair back and forth, and she's just gyrating and <laughs> all that, right? Yeah. Like, so like when I s- talk with you guys, you know, like uh, Tatiana, you seem, uh, you are introverted. You say that on your blog. And mm-hmm. then hopeful, you seem very extroverted. And then uh, so, like, I'm viewing this as you guys in your regular life, maybe you have these roles. And then when it comes to the sexual side of things, it's like you switch roles. Is that like the yin yang effect where like uh, Tatiana is the one she's dominant. She's take charge. She's, you know, calling the shots. And then uh, hopeful you're, hey, you tell me where to go, babe. 
I would say that's partially true because I'm in for my journey to be able to be my true self. That was absolutely true because the person I wanted to be, I didn't feel like I could be, but I am very much a naturally dominant person. And, you know, I, I work in a field where I have to take charge and I have to, you know, be on top of everything all the time. Life or death is it. Yeah. And it, it, that's literal. That's the uh, world that I live in. And so I've always been sort of naturally dominant and I'm finally have a partner who I can just be myself with now on my journey. I certainly hadn't, you know, those aspects where I'm the quiet person, you know, I didn't feel like I could have that voice and be the dominant person that I wanted to be because, it, you know, women aren't supposed to do that. But now here I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. Here you are. And I believe it's beautiful just because women are being able to take charge. And I mean, honestly, me personally, I love it when a woman take charge. <laughs> I love it. So, so tell us a little bit more about your journey. Cause like, I, I want to hear where y'all started from in the beginning. All right. Cause you guys have only been in this for like a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. What? 27, 30 plus. It's actually about a year right now. It's about we're, a year. We're, we're about a, a one year anniversary this week or next week. Of having that conversation, the, the, the initial conversation. Oh wow, you got you guys seem like vets to me, like, like <laughs> veterans. And well, we both have kink experience in other relationships in other ways. We both have kink. You just we both have kink experiences in other just, relationships. Did you just grab his dick, Tatiana? What's that? You just grab his dick, Tatiana. No, no. no. I, I lean forward in my chair. And she's sitting in a recliner, an automatic recliner, and I hit the button with so, my chair. So her chair starts going. Oh, okay, okay, okay. She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like her feet are going up. Like she's gonna kick the computer. She's like, and I'm like, "No, nah, so anyway." Oh shit, that's what happened. Okay, so for for those of you guys who are listening to this, which is everybody, I want to give y'all like a visual of what I was watching. It looked like Tatiana put her hand over on Hopeful's lap, and then I saw Hopeful's eyes start to roll back in his head. (laughs) See him go backwards. I was like, oh shit, y'all started the party and didn't invite Doc. Hey. If if y'all start a party, y'all gotta invite me. But anyways. (laughs) You guys got to tell me, like, tell me, like, the start of your journey, like, uh, because, like, I read a bit about you on your blog, uh, Tatiana, and you'll give us that blog uh, here at the end. It's TatianaFLR.com. Is that correct? Yep. Okay. Okay. And female-led relationships. Female-led relationships. Yes, that's what FLR stands for, right. guys and ladies. And I read about your start, and I was very, very intrigued. Can, so can, can you, like, take over, uh, Tatiana, and then hopeful you just chime in as need be, as need be and I'm just going to shut the fuck up and let you go. <laughs> <talk. laughs> um, so for my personal journey, um, I went through um, – uh, we each have our own kind of kink experience, our kink journeys. Right. And I was in a a marriage that was not good. Um, I was very subdued in that marriage. And um, 
again, that was still part of me being young and not quite finding my voice yet and whatever, but that marriage broke up. And then I had some experiences with things that I had always wanted to do and try. And I actually, believe it or not, was a, a sub for a little while. Uh, I was in a sub relationship. And that was where I really discovered that I'm not a submissive person at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you're doing, when you're in that role and you're like, you know, I could do that better. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're about to teach your dom how to be a dom. <laughs> yeah, right. I have a better idea. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, just, just finding your way and finding your voice to what you, what you do and don't want, what the things that you are willing to accept and that not accept and um, having those, those different experiences really helped me to, to open up um, when we started talking and so after that conversation about a year ago, we, um, we actually had conversations about what we thought it was going to look like. The evolution has, is amazing because we initially said, um, you know, it's going to be sometimes, sometimes we're going to play in the whole FLR thing. You know, um, sometimes we'll do the cuckolding thing. We're still going to be us, whatever. And now we are 24-7 in a DS relationship um we're completely female-led total power yeah and um you know we have our our rituals that we do we have um you know door greet. the door greet yep um the cuckolding experiences that we have are not many because quite honestly it's a pain in the knuckles to try to get out there and find someone suitable and um but you know doing the whole online dating thing which I swore I was never going to do again, but <laughs> here we are. But, you know, and each experience we've had has been wonderful. The, the very first experience that we had, um, Hopeful wrote on his blog about, and it was, it, the, the sexual experience was not great. It was, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't quite what we expected, but the experience of between the two of us having the communication we did and having the bond that we did, because both of us were a little fearful going into that first experience that, you know, what if, what if this is terrible? What if it causes a rift between us? You know, but it didn't, it actually brought us closer together. So to, just to, to explain to everybody who's listening, uh, what happened if you haven't read the, the story, the, the individual that we were, we were spending time with was having trouble maintaining an erection. And he was, he, he was definitely game to try. He wanted to, to do what he was doing. He was like, I want to do this. And then he, he would pull out and he was trying to, to, to get off on her chest. And then he's like, no, one more time. I got to go back in. We, he had, I had bought condoms, uh, skin condoms, which was his request. I bought a 15 pack. He had gone through seven of them. Eeks. Seven of them. And oh, this wow. is not two or three rounds. This is round fucking one, man. <laughs> and he just couldn't keep one on because he couldn't really keep the erection. It's intimidating to, to, to have sex with another man's wife in front of that man. No question about it. I get that. You're looking at me. I'm, I weigh 250 pounds. I, I am a very masculine dude. I'm a relatively intimidating person. She 
is an incredibly sexy human who is very sex positive. And at one point, like he was, he was trying to have sex with her from behind. And he said, wow, you have a gorgeous ass. And this one looks over her shoulder and says, oh, you like my ass? You can fuck it, you know. And he went, whoop. <laughs> like, she was like, she was like, oh, and the, the funny thing is she did the exact same thing to me when we were first, when we first hanging out, I was banging her from behind and she looked over. I was like, oh, what a beauty. And she's like, you want to fuck my ass? And I said, yes, I do. Like, I, like, I, I didn't hesitate. I didn't lose my erection. I was like, yes, I want to. Yes, I definitely want to do that. Right. Yeah. It is a complicated thing to be a bull. It, it, we recognize that. We appreciate that. Uh, this kid just didn't have it. And then she wasn't really attracted to him. We never saw him again for a lot of reasons. Not that, but what, what the, the story really was for us was the communication where I could tell, first of all, I knew he was having a hard time and he wasn't going to get better. And it was clear that she was annoyed. Like she was like, she, she was like, okay, just let him. And then at one point she was like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom. When she went to the bathroom, I said, listen, my friend, we have to have a conversation. You better go. Oh. You can't do what you came here to do. And no offense, we both like you. We think you're a great kid. Hopefully we'll see you again. But right now you can't. And he was like, no, no, I, I got it. I'm going to be okay. And I was like, no, you're not. And he said, I want to hear this from her. I want to hear this from Tatiana. And I said, Dude, we're in a hotel room. She's in the bathroom. She's not in Berlin. She can fucking can hear me, man. If she wanted to save your ass, she'd be out here. It's time to put your pants on. Oh, man. He was throwing out a lifeline. Like, he was like, I want her to tell me. I'm like, dude, she's she's not. But that ex- like, fuck off. That like, experience um, taught me something about how, like, I wanted to approach this and how I wanted to... Um, find the people that we were going to engage with. It, it taught me, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there who claim to know the lifestyle claim to be bulls or whatever. And they're just, they're just looking to get laid. They're not interested, interested in participating with the couple and like really being in the lifestyle and in the dynamic. Yeah. And I agree. And it is hard uh, to be a bull and i'll chime in too uh because this podcast it speaks to to both bulls and hot wives queens cucks husbands when you're a bull it's not just you're going in there and you're just laying somebody out and you're just laying down the pipe you could do that any old day of the week the thing is when you're with couples you are fulfilling a fantasy and yes i get the fact that yeah yeah we're having fun but you have to go in (laughs) with the psychology and the mindset that um i am here to do a job so when you're a bull you have to come in with a mindset that you are here to do a job and not saying that you're going to a nine to five job where you got to clock in and whatnot but um (laughs) well uh, if you want to hope to accomplish your purpose you got to go in with the proper mindset and you have to know in in your head that hey i am ready okay i'm ready to 
uh, fulfill fantasies. I am ready to make sure that the lady is taken care of. I'm here to make sure that everybody feels comfortable. And if that's not you, or if you're starting, you need to be honest about that. And that's just my personal opinion. You got to tell the people, the couple, hey, I'm kind of new to this. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it, I say this a lot too, that um, if you're not a good person, if I can't have a conversation with you and like you as a person, I'm certainly not going to want to fuck you. Yeah. So having those conversations and being honest about things, um, I think is very important. Yeah, and I believe, Tatiana, that most women are like that. I would venture to say maybe 90, 95 percent of women are like that, where it's not just physical. And yeah, I get it that uh, when we're in lifestyle, it is physical, but women are typically wired a bit differently than us men. And for the most part, yeah, even your most uh, sex free woman she wants to be able to have a connection that's outside of just physical, you know, outside of the fact that, hey, you just got a big dick and you maybe you got some abs or whatever. Maybe you can, you know, flex a peck or whatever. You know, she wants to be able to connect to your ass. So make yourself a good human being, bulls. And well, and I apologize. Most bulls, in my opinion, are good human beings. But make yourself a gentleman, make yourself a person that can hold an intellectual conversation and just be a gentleman. And I that's one further, Doc. And I would tell you that all of the bulls in the lifestyle are good human beings. The people who are pretending to be bulls in the lifestyle are the ones who are not good human beings. Right? There are people who just don't understand it, who are just out to do this, that, or the other thing. And I'm not saying that there's not a place for that. There are plenty of people who want those one-night stands and those Tinder hookups or whatever. But there is definitely an important place in the lifestyle for the bull who understands the dynamic that takes place between three people. And whether that's uh, videos from the hotel to the cuck at home or whether it's the cuck kneeling at the, at the bed or the, the, the clean and fluff or whatever. They're a good bull understands that there's more than the dynamic between he and the cuckold wrist or the hot wife or whatever that it, that the cuck is involved too. Now, tell me more about these rituals. So earlier you were talking about the DS uh, nature, which I'm assuming is the the dom sub nature. And how you guys had a ritual, like the the door greets and all that. So you, you got to tell me, what is a door greet? I'm, I'm a little uh, bit angry on that. So he, um, I will usually send him a text letting him know I'm on my way home from work. And he literally sets a timer on his phone so that he knows when I'm going to be like pulling in the driveway. And he- Give myself three extra minutes. <laughs> he stands um, at the- door like um standing or kneeling depending on whatever um and he stands with his eyes down and he's not allowed to speak to me until he's spoken to um i greet the dogs first um, every fucking night dogs get greeted first well they're cuter <laughs> 
Well, I mean, Hopeful is a handsome guy. Yeah, he, that's he's true. Really a you got that right, motherfucker. He's got a bomb ass beard. <laughs> and then he, um, once he is spoken to, then he's allowed to greet me. And sometimes I'll make him meal, and sometimes I'll um, make him do other things. But and then we have a, a foot ritual that's important, very important, um, because it he feels like it centers him and puts him sort of back in his place. Where especially after a day of work, like he takes off my socks, massages my feet. Um, smell them, I lick them, I kiss them. <laughs> yeah. It, what it does is it is it puts both of us in our place. Her above me, me below her. It is a it's a centering ritual. It's a it's a she is above me ritual that just reminds us what our dynamic is. That that we have that I'm beneath her. Period. We have when we when we have uh, events, um, cuckolding events. Um, we have made it a goal to always uh, reconnect afterwards. And um, one of the ways we do that is he showers me. We have a special soap. We have a special, um, you know, uh, loofah thing. thing, whatever it's called. Um, and that that washes away the bowl and then brings us back to us. Well, the other thing she has is a special perfume that mm-hmm. she wears. So she wears this perfume only when she's going to fuck somebody else. So one of the things we do is wash that off. We wash him off. We renew our relationship. And we don't ever use the the uh, the other reword. Uh, what was that? What's, what's that other word? Reclaim. We don't use that word because they, there's no fucking claim, right? She fucking owns herself. We don't reclaim. Nobody fucking reclaims. Nobody claims nothing. We reconnect. We just reconnect. We wash him away and go back to being us. And that's... Those rituals are are very important to our dynamic. I think all of them in one way or another. I think developing the rituals as we've been through this were actually um, one of the things that sort of um, made it easier for us to kind of solidify our dynamic. And as we progress, and um, I think those things were important. And so, tell us more about those cuckolding events that sounded very juicy we've had a, a few experiences and like we he told you about the first one the um there was a, another man that we had met who was very nice and um you know we had a couple of uh times with that he he was fun um we've kind of lost touch but he was fun and he one day the second time we were with him we were at a dinner and uh, we were just having a, a dinner date playing amongst ourselves. Just hanging out. Yeah. I think you had the vibrating butt plug in at dinner. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. We went to this, we went to this fabulous. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. Who had the butt plug in? You Me. or him? Him. Okay. So we had, so what, what happened was. <clears throat> I had the controller. We oh, went shit. to, she invited me out to dinner. We had a, a gift certificate for this place that we had gotten from something Christmas or something. And uh, we went to this weird Italian restaurant that we would never go to otherwise, like super high end, like like a three hundred dollar dinner. But we had like a two hundred dollar gift stick, whatever. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and, and we're sitting at the table, and she says, she she reaches into her purse and she pulls out a little package, and she hands it to me, and she says, "Go to the bathroom and put this in." And I looked at her, and I said. 
yes, mistress. And I took the package and I went to the bathroom and I opened it up and there was this little black dildo, right? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I went into the stall with a little, a little of the bathroom soap in my hand, greased it up, and, <laughs> and then I waddled back to the table. <laughs> we ate grilled octopus. It was one of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. And then she said, while we were having dessert, do you want to go fuck that guy? And I said, because all during dinner, he and I had been communicating out of the blue, like he had prior to us going out to dinner. And so we went out and it was, I think that was one of the better experiences because it was, um, it was out out of the blue and just kind of a, before any angst built up, any of that angst of, all we did was drive up to we left the restaurant. I never even got the chance to take the butt plug out. <laughs> we were at that guy's house and like that it was it was it was a crazy night. Yeah. I think, I think for you, I think that was better that way because you get you get some of that angst going. And, you know, I get a little nervous and you know well, it was it was so much fun having you just be like, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> he has contacted me, we're gonna go fuck him. And I was like, yes, man. <laughs> so tell us more about angst. Like the first time I ever heard about cuck angst was on uh, Venus's podcast. Yeah. And she went into more detail when I interviewed her. And I interviewed cuckolder as Scarlet the other day. And Love she her, yeah. brought up the same uh, term as well. And you guys brought it up. Sure. And so... I feel like there's a secret society revolving around <laughs> angst. So I got to hear like your definition of angst. And we'll, we'll oh, all right. Let me, let me ask you a question. What's your favorite sure. thing? My favorite thing? Your dog? Uh, I don't. You have a cat? Uh-uh. What's your favorite thing? Um, What's your most important memory? Like, do you have a, do you have a thing like a photo or something that can't be replaced in your life? I'd say my 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 wife and my son. All right. So let me take your son on a camping trip for a weekend. Okay. Right? So I'm going to take we're going to go off to the, for a camping trip for the weekend. I'm going to be completely responsible for that person's safety. The most important person to you. You're going to worry that whole time, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be yeah. thinking. When like I hope everything's okay. I hope I get a message soon. Just reminded me everything's cool. Hey, Doc, it's fuck. You gotta cut that out. Beep. You do the same thing that I do, hopeful. You do the same thing. Beep. Anyway, you just added ten works of ten hours. It feels weird talking about it, like taking your, but like your wife and I are on a on a on a on a camping trip. Okay, just her and I. Nothing's gonna happen because if it did, she'd kill me, right? But she and I are off on this camping trip. The whole time she and I are off together, you're going to be like, I know nothing's happening, but I'm worried about it, right? Now, in, in my case, I know something's happening, but in the, that, 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 that concern, that worry, that will she like him better than me? Like, he's going to, he, the, the, the last guy who fucked her, his, his dick was twice the size of mine, and he, like, she was on her back with the with her legs up and screaming in a way that I have never made her scream. And I, I give her some pretty good audience. 
but like just in a way, like like she was just getting what she needed, and it was obvious. And it was just such a thrill to me to be a part of it. When she's doing that without me, I'm going to worry about what's happening. That's the angst. But then when she comes home, when she comes back, when she's mine again, that's when I feel great. So the worry is part of the excitement. That is like the most perfect explanation ever. Like, because I, yeah, because I, I can definitely feel that I can roll with that hopeful because uh, my wife and I, we're in an open relationship. And mm-hmm. so there's times when she goes out with uh, her guy and, you know, I got that angst, you know, I have that angst. And I didn't know it was called angst. <laughs> and technically in those moments, doc, you are a cuck. Yeah. And I, not, and that's not your personality. Like I am definitely a cuck. Like I tell her all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm a, like, like tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to bring her breakfast in bed. Right. And then while she's eating it, I'm going to, I'm going to kiss her feet. And I'm like, again, I'm, like, I'm probably a cuck. Right. <laughs> that, that's probably you know, what, what, what you'll do next to say, is there anything else you require? Mr. What else can I do? For like that's, that's my personality. But, but by definition, just your wife being out with another person while you're awake, like that makes you in those moments, a cuck. it's just not who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that makes sense, hopeful, because um, I don't believe that that large of a percentage of the population is one end of the extreme or the other. Right. We're all on a spectrum, brother. We're all on a spectrum. You know, it goes that way religion, politics, you know, you, 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 you don't have anybody, well, for the most part, you don't have anybody that's extreme liberal for the most part. And very rarely do you have anybody that's extreme conservative for the most part. Usually there's somewhere along the spectrum, one end to the other. And then even in uh, the lifestyle, you have people that are one end of the other to the spectrum. And um, yeah, I, 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 I thank you for that. So, okay. So, there's a couple out there and they are researching this and usually it's the guys that are searching for cuck holding. What key piece of advice would you have to them? And Tatiana, hopeful either one of y'all can chime in, but what's the advice you would give to him in getting into it and exploring in it? And then also presenting it to his wife as something that they could potentially explore? Like, what would you tell them as evangelists of the cuckolding lifestyle? Well, she should talk first, but I, I definitely have, I definitely have some things to add. No, I mean, I think, I think we should say, okay. <clears throat> I, think- I, love, I love, I love your relationship and how y'all vibe across each other. I love it. Well, look, I, I think that it's very important to hear her words on this because as, as, as a cuck who was able to go to his wife, who we were in a vanilla relationship and I was able to come home and say, look, the sex between us is not working. I can tell that you're dissatisfied. I know I'm dissatisfied. Like we have to come up with something different. And I was willing to, at that point, like I was willing to negotiate, whatever it was that was going to keep us together. 
right? Like I, I said, maybe we could do an open relationship where you can go see other people and I can go see other people. We can get those needs met elsewhere. Or we can, like, maybe we can talk about how we can be happier, but we have to do something because what we're doing is killing me. And she said, I'm so glad you, you've come to me with this. Like, I'm not happy either. Let's talk. What is it that you would really want? And then that's what opened the conversation over the next, and it was it was weeks because it, it it's, it's still conversation. When you are a when you are a when you spend your whole life, I was 50 something years old. I had spent my whole life being the dominant in my relationships to then say to the woman that you're with that you felt like you had been dominant with for the last four years, I would like to lay on my back while you put your feet on my face is a hard thing to lead with. You just can't lead with that because then they go, you, what the fuck? You have to lead with, I want to talk about what it is that you need. Yeah. Because in the end, if you really want a female-led relationship, you can say to the female in your life, I would like to be in a female-led relationship. And then when she says yes, you kind of have to let her lead. You're like, I'm not saying you don't get to negotiate, but you can't then be like, all right, now that we're in a female-led relationship, these are the kinks you're going to give me. Okay. No, you stand over there. No, like, like if you're going to ask her to be in charge, you have to literally want her to be in charge. And that's not always easy. And it ain't what it looks like in porn. So I would agree with that. That was going to be the first thing I said. It's not, it's not what you see in porn unless you're watching like the homemade stuff, I guess. But it's, if you're a man out there who wants to get into this kind of lifestyle, you have to have an open, honest communication with your wife or girlfriend, whoever, and you have to have long conversations. And I think my number one piece of advice is don't be afraid to have those conversations, you know, just, I think that you have to um, open up about what is working and not working and make um, it known that, you know, just because we try, this doesn't mean that, you know, automatically now we're just going to be doing this. Like it's, it's an open communication. It's a back and forth, even in our journey, it's a back and forth and this is working and not working. And, you know, it's a, it's a journey. It's not just a light switch that turns on. It's a journey. Finding like credible resources and finding, you know, credible information out there and like not just watching the porn and thinking that's the way it is. I think there's a lot of great voices in this community that have wonderful aspects to listen to and learn from. Venus and Scarlett in particular, and you've interviewed both of them. Yeah. So basically what they're saying is just listen to my podcast and you'll find all the <laughs> to connect. Not, not bad advice, brother. It's not bad advice. <laughs> Shayla's plug in for my new podcast. But yeah, and, and I agree. Communication is very integral to anybody's relationship, especially when you're married. And I love uh, Tatiana, how you stated that it's a journey and it's not like a light switch. And there does need to be open communication. And the communication, in my personal opinion, needs to be constant. And you should have check-ins. At least that's what I personally feel. So, so okay, age-old question. And then I'm going to have you two lovely people 
tell the folks that are listening to this what is the best way to connect with y'all. But age old question, does size really matter or is it the motion in the ocean? Go. Um, Yeah, size kind of (laughs) matters. It does. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, if you don't have the size, there's lots of other things you can do to make things happen. And, and you know. I, I would, I think that she would say that for the most part, at, at now that we have been discussing it, that I satisfy her <clears throat> sexually. Yeah, like she's Just satisfied. Like we're, we are working, we are working through things because we understand how everything works now. But she, <clears throat> she definitely needs big dick. I, I am not, I am not a terribly small cuck. I'm not micro penis. Like, I have a regular size penis. It's not enough. Medium. It's six inches exactly. It is nowhere near enough. And uh, she, since we've been talking about the SPH, the small penis humiliation, every once in a while, she'll let me fuck her and she'll just be like, is that it? That's it? That's all you got? Like, really? Like, come on. Like, come on. And then I'm just like, woo! Like, what are you going to do? So she definitely, she definitely likes a larger penis. We have a, we have a couple of sleeves, a vibrating strap on that I can wear. Um, and those are great, but she, it's not the real thing. yeah, it's not the real thing. It's not the real thing. So, but through communication, like we found ways around that and ways to make it work just between the two of us. It's, you know, even if those couples are having those conversations and, Cuckolding maybe isn't quite the thing they want, you know, but their their sex has to change. Having those conversations and figuring out the workarounds and figuring out what does work. I always tell guys who ask me what they should do. I say, you need to go to her and tell her what you want. And then after you explain to her exactly what you want, say, what from that can you work with? What can we do? Like, how, what what step can we take? that will let you feel like you're more empowered, you're more in charge, that will work for you. You have to, you have to approach this from the perspective of, I would like this from you. How can I get you to do this with me? Boom. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Y'all just need to get, put yourselves out there as sex therapists and get <laughs> and all that. Y'all, if y'all need sex, well, I guess we can't call it therapy if you're not a licensed therapist. So we're going to call it sex coaching. Y'all need to get with my sex coaches out here, Tatiana and Hopeful. And pay them. She doesn't want to be a sex therapist because she'll give you the whole hour. hey we may give her the whole never mind my mind was going (laughs) in the gutter (laughs) my mind was going in the gutter hopeful all right so what is the best way for people to contact you to like um, i want to get twitters i want to get blogs i knew tatiana had a blog i didn't know you had a blog too hopeful like mm-hmm. the best way for people to get at you like and i want y'all to just hit them up so twitter is we're on twitter a lot but we just have fun with twitter so um at tatiana flr and that's kind of our that's kind of our, our home base is twitter everything else about us you can find from there that is available uh, i am at uh 
the underscore hopeful cuck. Okay, got it. And is it all lowercase or? I think so. I don't, at the hopeful cuck, all lowercase. Okay, gotcha. So Twitter is a home base. It's uh, at Tatiana FLR, and that's T A T Y A N A F, like a female, L as a lead, and R as a relationship, and at the underscore hopeful cuck. And you you guys and ladies. The only letter that's big in the hopeful cuck is the D. Boom. I see. Cuck has the big D. What you did there. The big oh, wait, no, there's there isn't yes. one of those. Yeah, there's not. There's not. I, I, hey, hopeful. I wasn't gonna say nothing. You know, I, I I got you, brother. There ain't no D in hopeful cuck, but <laughs> there's oh, no man. D in Tatiana right now either. There may be sooner or later. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a big D somewhere by the end of the night. So, um, and, and you guys, Twitter is such an awesome place and a so such an awesome social media hangout for people that are wanting to be in the lifestyle. So definitely connect with them. I'm on there as well. That's where I met them and they have such powerful conversations in there. So, so you guys, it was lovely having y'all on here, give some final words, sending us out and we'll be out. Well, thank you for having us on. It's we we love every opportunity to kind of get our voice out there and you know normalize cuckolding. That's really what we'd like to see happen is normalizing cuckolding and you know the things in the on the spectrum in the lifestyle. There is nothing wrong with being a man who understands that the woman in your life is more important or is most. There's nothing. Wrong. I love it. If you feel that way, tell her. Just tell her. And then show her, bring a big D to the party. That's the other thing. You have to show her. Like, you can't just tell her. You have to show her. I tell guys all the time, like, like, you have to bring it every day. Like, she's going to come and say, I want X. And then you have to fucking do X, man. Like, if you want her to be in charge, when she says do X, you're going to do X. Or she's going to be like, well, fuck it. He's not playing that anymore. Yeah. You got to play the game. Boom. Very well said. So thank you guys for listening to the Bulls and the Queens podcast. Make sure y'all visit Hopeful Tatiana. It's going to be at Tatiana FLR at the underscore Hopeful Cuck. Tatiana's blog is at TatianaFLR.com. And all the links are in the description of this podcast episodes. So until next time, ladies and gents, y'all stay sexy and have fun out there. I love Tatiana and Hopeful. They are such awesome people. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and Spotify and Google Podcast and all that good stuff. And make sure you share with your friends and make sure that you stay tuned for our next episode. Our next episode, we're actually going to do a mid-week bonus episode where we're going to talk about what to do if your wife has never had her first BBC yet. How do you make sure that she has the best time of her life and that she is not scared off? And then for the weekend, we actually have ourselves a vixen and a stag couple 
from across the pond in UK. But we'll talk more about that on the bonus episode. So peace and God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to everybody's favorite black man candy, Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast. If you would like Doc Chocolate to help you host your next fun and kinky private party, or you want info on his next monthly Las Vegas Bulls and Queens play party, or you'd like to have him pose as a nude or semi-nude model for your next girls' night out or bachelorette party, make sure you go to www.bullsandqueens.com right now and fill out the form on the website to contact Doc. Again, that's www.bullsandqueens.com. Until next time, bulls, queens, and cucks, stay sexy.